Alright! Was not expecting to do a podcast on a Friday evening, but hey, uh, some breaking news coming out of the NFL and more specifically from Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs have finalized a deal to send Marcus Peters to the Los Angeles Rams. There's a lot to get into with this. So, of course, a bonus episode of the Chiefs on Podcast. A lot to get into here. So we'll talk about it here on this Friday evening. Hope you're all having a great Friday evening. I would say happy Friday, but I don't know if that would be the most uh, fitting way to start off the podcast. But nonetheless, appreciate you guys listening to the Chiefs on Podcast. I'm Farzee Masugan, your host of the Chiefs on Podcast. Of course, not going to be doing the closing segments like we usually do. It's going to be a much shorter podcast. Uh, I have said in the offseason we'll do a podcast once a week. Plus, if any breaking news happens, and of course, this is one of those instances in which we've got to uh, discuss it as soon as possible. I tried to wait for as long as possible because the trade details have not been released yet. This trade happened uh, right around noon on Friday, and it is past 6 o'clock since uh, since the trade. It's been six hours since the trade went down. So you guys can kind of give an idea as to when I'm recording this podcast. The details have not come out yet as to what the Chiefs are getting back in return. Now, maybe Los Angeles is trying to work out a contract with Peters right now, and depending on how much they're going to, uh, how much money they're going to give him, maybe that'll determine what the Chiefs will get in return. I don't know about any of that. I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs are trying to add something to the deal. Maybe they're trying to get Alonzo uh, Ball from the Lakers. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is I'm not too happy about this. Not many people are, and we'll talk about it here. What this means for the Chiefs and moving forward, what can we expect from the Chiefs without Marcus Peters? What will they do in the offseason with Marcus Peters gone? Or are they going to leave things as they are considering they have gone after a couple of cornerbacks this offseason? A lot to get into. You guys know the social media. Uh, You guys have been blowing it up and the discussions have been non-stop. Facebook.com slash Farzee Like and follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. That is the tweet machine there. You guys can also email me Farzine at Farzinevesugian.com. Now listen, knowing my luck, the details of this trade will probably be revealed after I, I submit the podcast on iTunes. But nonetheless, any details that do come out of this, we'll talk about it on the social media pages. So make sure you are following me on Facebook and on Twitter, and we'll continue the discussion on there. For right now, what we do know is that the Rams are getting Marcus Peters. The Chiefs are going to be trading him away. And even though we don't know the details yet, I'm just going to say this right now. The Rams got a steal. The Rams absolutely got a steal. Three weeks ago, when the Chiefs traded away Alex Smith and got Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick in return, the the national media, the, the whole world, was laughing at Washington for this, and Redskins fans were absolutely pissed. Three weeks later, Chiefs fans find themselves in the same position as Washington Redskins fans. I'm telling you guys right now, I don't care what... The, I mean, unless you're getting... All of the key players from the Rams, and again, obviously not realistic. I don't know realistically what the Rams are going to be giving up. What I do know is, I don't know if it's really going to be enough 
for Chiefs fans, including myself, to be at ease with this. If you look at the last three seasons, including the two playoff games, or the three playoff games they've been a part of, Marcus Peters has 21 interceptions. 19 in the regular season, one in the playoff game against the Houston Texans, in which the Chiefs snapped that long drought, and one uh, last month when the Chiefs and the Titans played. So you've got an intercepting machine, a ball hawking cornerback in Marcus Peters. Now his coverage, not the best. He's known to, to be giving up some big plays. Did it a lot his rookie season, improved on that his second season. But uh, this past year, to, to definitely took a step back, but still played very well. It made a lot of big plays for the Chiefs. And that suspension really seemed to mature him, but it all kind of came back down to earth when Marcus Peters, I, I think he, he punched a, one of the Titans players once the Titans got a first down on what was the final play of the game before the quarterback kneels to uh, seal the deal in that comeback. And listen, I've said this before. I, I think if this was another player, I mean, a player who is just kind of mediocre, you just let him go. You don't want to even deal with it. But if it's a guy like Marcus Peters, you've got to do anything and everything to work on work on his issues with him to keep him here. You, there's no way you could afford to lose a guy like him and everything that he has brought to the table. And I, I, I said this last podcast, and something I've said many times, I, I, a lot of people told me uh, shortly after the Steelers lost in the playoffs uh, last year, People were saying, well, let's just let, uh, uh, not uh, Marcus Peters, Eric Berry, let's just let, let Eric Berry walk. We can find another safety in the draft. I said, yeah, sure, you can find another safety in the draft, but can you find another elite safety? Can you find another Eric Berry in the, in the draft? There's no way. And I mentioned last podcast, if you listened to it earlier this week, the only two top-notch elite premier safeties to come out of the draft were both in 2010, Eric Berry and Earl Thomas. Since then... We haven't seen a safety provide the dominance that Eric Berry and Earl Thomas have been able to provide. These kinds of players are rare to find. When are you going to get another Marcus Peters? And there have been some great cornerbacks the past couple of years. Guys like Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson. A couple more cornerbacks we can name. But none have dominated as well as Marcus Peters has. And the Chiefs are giving this player up. So I'm not exactly sure what's the logic here in giving up a guy like Marcus Peters. Why is it that they wanted to make this move? Now, I did see Matt Miller of Bleacher Report. He put out a tweet saying that the Kansas City Chiefs and Marcus Peters were unlikely to agree to a deal in in, in the future. And more specifically, it was Marcus Peters willing to play out his contract and had no interest in re-signing with the Chiefs. Obviously, a lot of rumors that he wanted to play for the Oakland Raiders because that's his hometown, and he really wants to play for his hometown, although given that the Raiders are on their way to Vegas, I I, I don't know if that's something he wants. Maybe the 49ers. Uh, Therese Paler Paler of the Start, uh, he did uh, tweet that from his sources, the Rams and the 49ers, both California teams, and the 49ers, of course, close to Oakland, 
they were the only two teams interested, and I've been in talks with the Chiefs about Peters for a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people thought the Browns were in talks because John Dorsey's the GM there, and he did draft Marcus Peters in uh, 2015, but word is the Browns were not in discussions with the Kansas City Chiefs for Marcus Peters, for what that's worth. Which I've got to say, maybe a little surprising. I think at the same time, maybe you only had a couple of teams because, you know, how many teams are trying to pursue trades at this point when it is when it is in February? When the, free, the new league year has not begun. I, I think some teams are trying to respect the fact that you know, it's still, it's still, uh, you know, we're, we're not even in the new, new league year yet. But given that the Chiefs have now made two trades, obviously neither of are, are official. They will be on March the 14th or maybe a day later. Keep in mind the Alex Smith and, uh, trade with the Chiefs and 49ers, that was not official until one day after the new, new league year. But still, it'll, it'll be official sometime in March. But now that you've seen the Chiefs make two trades agree upon two of these trades are teams going to now just be aggressive 24-7 pretty much before the new league year begins I don't know if that's the case certainly there's no doubt in my mind more than two teams would have been interested in a cornerback like Marcus Peters I mean who doesn't want a guy like him yeah sure he's got those character issues and people are already speculating about what he could do in Los Angeles where there is more of a celebrity fray there and more likely he could be involved in uh in some trouble there now listen peters has never been in trouble legally it's more character issues not necessarily legal issues but of course that's a really a different topic that at this point i don't think chiefs fans care about so much it's more of the fact why are you trading the best cornerback in the nfl right now And I know the Chiefs gave up a first-round pick this year to get Patrick Mahomes. Well, more specifically, the 10th pick that the Bills had, in which they use to get Patrick Mahomes. Now, certainly you would have thought that adding Kendall Fuller and getting a third-round pick, okay, you can have some flexibility with some of your second-day picks, but I guess the Chiefs are, are still trying to figure out what they want the only thing we do know right now is that uh, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network the Chiefs are quote getting a package uh, a package of draft picks and we don't really know what that means if it's two draft picks if it's four draft picks uh, I could see this being similar to the Jared Allen trade in which the Chiefs got a first round pick and a pair of third round picks and that, even though specifically they didn't get Jamal Charles of those three exact picks, the, the the trade essentially allowed the Chiefs to be very flexible with the draft. They walked into the 2008 draft with 13 picks. They ended up with 12. Including a guy like Jamal Charles, Brandon Albert, Brandon Flowers, guys who became pro bowlers from that draft class. And it could be one of those situations where short-term, it looks great for the Rams and not good for the Chiefs. But long-term, it could end up being a good thing for the Chiefs. So, listen, I at this point, I'll just say this. I don't know how many, maybe if you're, I mean, someone mentioned on Twitter, and obviously they were joking when they said this, but they said, if the Rams are going to be terrible and if they are giving 
a first uh, based on a top 10 pick a first round pick every single year then sure maybe it's worth it but still at the end of the day to me if you have a proven guy on your team and a fairly young guy in Marcus Peters too he's what 24 25 fairly young guy it's not like this guy is at the peak of at the end of his career this is somebody who still has a lot of room to grow and can do even better so I'm not quite sure what exactly could you be getting back that would that would be considered fair, I guess. Not sure. We're talking about a guy who, by the end of his career, and I've said this before on the podcast, by the time his career is over, he could easily be the best cornerback in NFL history. All right, so as I said, I'm, I'm kind of monitoring Twitter as I'm recording this because I don't know what details are going to come out, but Ian Rappaport just said something very interesting on NFL Network, and he actually tweeted that video uh, online, and uh, this is actually going to infuriate a lot of Chiefs fans right now, but the Chiefs are not expected to get a first-round pick from this. This is interesting. Here's Ian Rappaport on NFL Network talking about the trade around 6 o'clock. Well, there's a multitude of reasons, although it is worth noting that this is a trade, so the compensation should potentially be equal on both sides. We know why the Rams traded for Marcus Peters, one of the most dynamic playmakers in the game, add to an already star-studded defense, someone they think will help them, not just next year, but for the long run. As far as why the Chiefs want to get rid of him, though, there are a couple reasons as well. Last year, remember, he was suspended for his actions on field. There was also uh, he got getting into it with an assistant coach after the game last year when he got the suspension. In the locker room, there were certainly some issues that the Chiefs wanted to solve, and they believe they did so by sending him elsewhere. There was also some concern inside the building about whether or not they wanted to pay Marcus Peters long-term. From what I understand, Andy Reid, the head coach, was really not on board with Peters as a player and off the field owner Clark Hunt in the same way when those guys are not on board with keeping guy and making sure he's part of their future it is best to send them elsewhere and that is what the Chiefs did for a package of picks not believed to be a first rounder does this mean that Tremaine Johnson is gone or that LA now has a crazy good secondary <laughs> well they might have a crazy good secondary in fact they probably will but it likely does mean that Tremaine Johnson is gone expected to be one of the top free agent cornerbacks on the market. Remember, this was their franchise tag player over the last couple years. They really liked him, just not able to get a long-term deal done, and now he's expected to go find greener pastures elsewhere, and he is going to have a really hot market, including potentially the 49ers who are in a little bit on this trade. And now the focus shifts a little bit to other members of the Rams' defense. Uh, Marcus Joyner, a player they would like to lock up long-term, and then, of course, Aaron Donald eventually going to be locked up long-term at some point. Another key piece for this Rams D. Now, this uh, to say not believed to be a first-round pick, what are you even getting? I mean, you basically just gave him all... You might as well have just released him at that point. I don't know what's the... Um, they, and I'm seeing all sorts of people sending... Uh, tweets and posts on on facebook saying that oh it's going to be a pair of fifth round picks and i've heard a, a some people have even said it's a first and a fifth and a second for next year i mean we don't even know anything right now so 
I'm not quite sure where a lot of these rumors are coming from, but uh, wow. So you're not going to be getting Tremaine Johnson. Doesn't sound like Aaron Donald's coming. Reports were that the Chiefs tried to get Robert Quinn. That does not seem like it's going to be the case. And it will not include a first-round pick. I don't know now at this point. And I said this on social media. What are your thoughts on the trade? What grade would you give it? Uh, a lot of people said that they'd given a DNF. But a lot of people also said that they can't answer this until... They know the details. Uh, Now, this was before that audio uh, came out. But, I mean, you don't have to wait for this deal to come out. What can you, again, I'm talking realistically. What can you realistically expect for the Rams to give to the Chiefs to make you think, oh, okay, great move. Yeah, sure, the guy who's had 21 picks in three years. Yeah, sure, I like that move. What can you really accept And again, I'm talking realistically, because they're not going to give up two or three pro bowlers for one pro bowler. So, I asked you guys this on social media. I said said I'd read some of your comments. Uh, Outside of those who said that they won't answer until they see the details, which again, I I don't think that's... uh, You don't have to wait for that. You just gave up the best corner in the NFL right now. Joe sent me a tweet saying, trading a guy who's on Hall of Fame pace, still on his rookie deal, brilliant move, with a couple of um, sarcastic emojis in there. Josh said, Peters is worth more than just one first-round pick, at least uh, not to the Chiefs right now, from what we're hearing. Uh, Chiefs need to either get a first-rounder and no worse than an additional third rounder or a first rounder and a player who contributes and starts. Anything less is a bad deal for Kansas City. Uh, Travis said, my thoughts are I want to talk to Brett Veach. Uh, last one I'll read from Twitter. Joe says, I, be- I fully believe Peters wasn't going to re-sign here. It all depends on what they are getting and who they'll uh, draft with those picks. Uh, looking at the Facebook comments, uh, a couple of you guys, of course, saying that you guys are waiting for the pick. Mike says you have to get a top 10 pick in, re- in return and some. Jeremy says he was going to be a problem anyway this offseason. He was going to hold out. Then he was going to want crazy money. And again, I said this last podcast, but uh, guys, if... If there's a great player on your team, you're going to have to spend money to keep him long-term. Otherwise, what's Brett Veach going to do? Is he going to just draft, try to get great guys, and then after their rookie deals, let him go? I mean, you want to have franchise guys. Patrick Mahomes, if he has a couple of good years, he's going to be more expensive than Jimmy Garoppolo, as I just mentioned. And Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, he got a big contract with the 49ers. And I talked about this last podcast. That could be a realistic possibility. The Chiefs could be the next team that gives Patrick Mahomes a record-breaking contract deal because those contracts are just being handed out like candy on Halloween right now. Kaylee on the Facebook page said, He sets us up for some victories with very valuable turnovers consistently, so I'm very frustrated to see him trade it. Courtney says he was good, but only wanted to make the big plays, lacked on tackling, and he had a poor attitude. Hopefully we gain some positives out of this trade. Uh, I'll read a couple of more here. Lucas says, as long as the pick package includes a first rounder and a pair of picks, I don't think it's horrible. Uh, if he doesn't want to re-sign with us, how? Uh, anyhow. 
Uh, might as well get some value before he walks for nothing in return. Well, uh, Lucas, I mean, from what we're hearing right now, could be nothing in return. Uh, for a guy who who plays, who does a great job at his position. Chase says, if they don't get Donald or even Olgatree, I'm calling it a bust. Don says, I have mixed emotions. Half the time he was a beast, making amazing plays. And other times he was a pure bum, giving up way too many big plays and too many yards and missing tackles because he was only trying to rip the ball away. And I think that's actually a very good, uh, it's a very good thing to notice there. We did see Peters try to rip the ball out more times than actually trying to tackle ball carriers. And, and that could come back to to bite teams uh, sometimes. And we certainly saw that from Marcus Peters a lot. Cameron said I would have dealt him for a 50 cents off coupon at the grocery store. Anything the Chiefs can get as an additional bonus, my guess is a third and a couple of the Rams' sixth round picks for Peters. Uh, boy, I don't know if I really agree with that, Cameron, but... I mean, we're talking about a great player. Yeah, sure, he's got those character issues, and we could talk about the protests and all that. And there's some people that, and I've seen the the race discussion because of him protesting, and some people are glad he's gone because he protested. Look, I don't doubt that there are people out there that are glad he's gone because of the whole protesting deal. I, 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 there are certainly people out there, but that 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 group of people. Is a is a it's a small minority. I'm talking a tiny percentage of Chiefs fans who want that. They they get a lot of the attention because now a lot of fans are looking at that angle. But again, that's a tiny percentage of Chiefs fans who feel that way. And by the way, I do want to remind you guys: the Chiefs and Rams do play in 2018. That game, in fact, is going to be in Mexico. Not that that means anything where the location of the game is. Uh, I think it would have been interesting if it was in Kansas City, but I, I will just say this right now. Marcus Peters will be 100% motivated to have the best game of his life against his former team. Just kind of send a message to Brett Veach, let him know it was a mistake on his part. And listen, people are, I saw one person ask, why would he be motivated to have a great game there? It's his former team. Let's not act like a former team, when you're playing against your former team, then it means nothing. It's just another regular game, another normal game. Absolutely not. Don't tell me that because when the Chiefs and 49ers were playing a couple of years ago in 2014, every single person had an eye on Alex Smith. Can Alex Smith prove the 49ers wrong? Well, on the final drive of the game, when Alex Smith had a chance to win the game, he threw an interception and a lot of people commented, and as did I, that this is why... The 49ers traded away Alex Smith. He's great at taking care of the football, but when he's got to do something in the end to come through in the clutch on a game-winning drive, more times than not, he does not come through. And that's a big reason why the 49ers traded him. Alex Smith proved why the 49ers did it. So listen, I'd love for the Chiefs to be in the right here. Trust me. But I don't see that being the case. And I think that Chiefs and Rams game, oh boy. Um, you know, I'm rooting for Marcus Peters to have a big game in that, in that one because I'm a big fan of his. But obviously, at the end of the day, I want the Chiefs to win, and I'm not quite—I'm just not quite sure. Uh, I mean, if Marcus Peters has a great game in that one, win or lose for the Rams, I think that we will have a discussion at the time as to whether or not this was a good move. Now, sure, look, one game is not going to define if this trade was great, but the biggest point that people will make: How did that player do against his former team? That will always be the main discussion when we go back and revisit the trade and see if that was a good trade or not. Uh, and I, um, 
And I posted the information about the uh, the Ian Rappaport talk that it's it's not believed to be a first round pick. Uh, a lot of people are angry about this. Some people are calling it an epic fail. Uh, some people are just flat out angry. Some people have said that they would change teams. If that's the case, I'm not quite sure if, how much I really believe that. Uh, but some people are saying that if this does not include a first round pick, this could arguably be one of the worst trades in Chiefs history, and I would I would agree with that. I'm not quite sure if I if I really am on board with it. Let me just say this too, because. After the whole penalty flag fiasco that went down um, when the Chiefs and Jets were playing on the road, uh, on the road for the Chiefs, that is, when that penalty flag thing happened, every Chiefs fan, it felt like at least, every Chiefs fan seemed like wanted him out of Kansas City. If the tra- if the, Now, obviously, you could not do this at the time, but the trade le- deadline had passed. But let's just say there was no trade deadline. If the Chiefs traded Marcus Peters that week, after the penalty flag drama and the, the 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 same week where they handed out the suspension, if the Chiefs traded him, a lot of Chiefs fans would be thrilled because they were asking for him to be gone. And now, when this is happening, a lot of Chiefs fans are angry. So I'm not quite sure what switch. Maybe it was after how he played, how he played after the suspension, perhaps. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize Marcus Peters had so many people behind him all of a sudden. I, I, I think that part has me puzzled a little bit. Uh, but I guess I did not realize um, that Marcus Peters did really have uh, a strong fan base here. Now, I know there are some compensation draft picks, and it's worth noting the Chiefs are going to get a six-round compensation draft pick. Uh, now, maybe that could be the holdup as to why we are not seeing details for this right now, but boy, uh, this is uh, this is frustrating. I'm not quite sure at the end of the day what the like like what's the logic. You've always got to have a reason for this. Look at the Redskins' point of view. Why are you trading for an aging Alex Smith and not wanting to re-sign Kirk Cousins and giving up a third-round pick and giving up a, an amazing, talented cornerback and Kendall Fuller? What is the logic there? The same thing could be asked. For Kansas City, why is it that you are giving up easily the best quarterback in the league? He's hands down been the best since 2015, since he's been drafted. 21 picks, including two in the playoffs. So what's the logic in in trading him away, especially when you're not getting a first-round pick in return? Listen, I, I've always tried to look at both sides to everything. You guys know me. Anyone who's, who's listened to the podcast for a long time, you guys know that I have tried to look at both sides. But I cannot see this from Brett Veach's perspective. I cannot see this from from uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs side of things. The only thing I can, I can justify, if he did not want to come back to Kansas City, if he didn't have interest in re-signing, okay, but... There was still some time to to work things out. It's not like he he. It's not like they had to use a franchise tag on him this year. So, at the end of the day, maybe the Chiefs could talk things out and say, "Hey, look, what's what's your frustration here? We want you here. A lot of fans want you here. What can we do to 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 keep you here and make you happy?" But I I don't know. Maybe maybe they did, maybe the Chiefs did do that, and Marcus Peters just simply said, "I don't want to be here." Nothing will keep me happy in Kansas City. I don't know. 
Now, what we do know is the Combine's coming up, and Andy Reid and Brett Veach are definitely going to be some of the most requested interviews for um, for for talk at the Combine next week. This is going to be, I mean, there are going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered. Now, maybe they can't comment on these things because, as we all know, these things cannot be official until March the 14th. So we still have, we're not going to get any official answers. Um, not quite sure when we're going to hear from them. Probably in mid-March when these trades are official with Alex Smith and Marcus Peters. But man, I just don't know if at the end of the day I can I can look at this and feel good about the trade. The Alex Smith trade, whoo! Every Chiefs fan was thrilled with what they were getting in return. And now, Rams fans know how Chiefs fans felt a couple, uh, three weeks ago. And Chiefs fans now know how Redskins fans felt a couple of weeks ago, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, when the Chiefs kind of sold the Super Bowl thunder with that Alex Smith trade. I'm going to be wrapping up the podcast very soon. Uh, doesn't sound like, as I'm still monitoring social media, we still don't know the full details of this. The only thing we learned uh, is that it is not going to be a first-rounder. At least that's what's believed by Ian Rappaport, which shocks the hell out of me. I, I still cannot believe the Chiefs would be trading him away and not getting a first-round pick. And listen, I, I don't know. Even if the, the Rams gave up their first three picks of this draft and next year's draft, uh, okay, uh, but even then, you have a proven Marcus Peters. And give me give me a, a team's entire draft pick for 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 a, for a year their entire draft selection at the end of the day there's no guarantee that you will get Marcus P- a Marcus Peters type of player if you even if you just draft all cornerbacks there's just no guaranteeing in that uh, there's always a thing i mean if you're going to pr- if you're going to trade a guy for draft picks it better be an aging guy because if it's a young talented guy who still has room to improve how the hell are you going to replace him? I know I've said a lot of positive things about Danny Emerson and how I felt like for years he's been underrated. But even then, I I just, I love this secondary, a crowded secondary with Marcus Peters leading the way and with uh, Emerson and Fuller right behind him. But now it sounds like Fuller and... It sounds like Fuller and Emerson are are going to be the main guys. By the way, uh, obviously, as I've said, the Rams cannot... Uh, <laughs> the Rams cannot uh, make a, make any official comment on this. However, the Rams just put out a tweet. Uh, basically, they're on uh, American Airlines' website, and they are uh, booking a trip from MCI, which is the airport in Kansas City, to LAX on March the 14th for one passenger... And it's for uh, first class. So uh, obviously, uh, and I love teams that do this with a sense of humor. You don't see this much from the Chiefs. I know the Broncos do a great job with their social media team. And the Rams obviously showing a sense of humor on here. But uh, something that I've got to have a sense of humor about. Earlier this week, uh, and I've got a lot of great collections of uh, sports autographs, sports memorabilia, and things that I'm still collecting. uh, Especially for this uh, sports, uh, this themed sports bar that I have in my basement. 
Uh, I purchased an 8x10 signed photo of Marcus Peters, which I still want, by the way. I still want that. Uh, but for whatever reason, when I purchased this online earlier this week, the uh, the owner would not send it yet, and I was still waiting on this. Just a couple of hours after the trade was announced that Marcus Peters would be moving to, to L.A., I got an email notification that the owner of that 8x10 has sent the item. So I get that notification after, like, he finally, this guy, who I don't know where he's where, where he's sending this from, but he finally sends it, and he sends it after the news breaks that Marcus Peters is traded to the Rams. Hey, what can you do about it? All right, so here's the deal. Since we do not know the details of this trade, we will talk about it on Facebook and Twitter. You can like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Vasugi, and follow me on Twitter at Farzin21. We will continue the discussions on those two social media outlets. You guys can also email me, farzine at farzinevasugian.com. A surprise bonus episode of the Chiefs on Podcast this week. Not what I wanted to do, but hey, still wanted to have some sort of discussion about this, and there was a lot to get into here. One other thing I do want to mention, I forgot to get into this. I was listening to SiriusXM NFL Radio, and a couple of their hosts made some interesting suggestions, or at least they speculated on this. Because of the fact that Andy Reid is now trying to move to a more character-based type of team, and getting rid of a guy like Marcus Peters, they're basically losing a guy who had character issues. And I can I can get behind that. Of course, character issues, sure, that's an issue with Peters. But there's some sort of idea that perhaps guys like Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill could also be on the move. If, if, if the Chiefs are... If, if we want to really push the idea of character issues, then I guess some people are wondering if other players could be in trouble. Like Travis Kelsey, who's made some boneheaded moves on the field. Tyreek Hill, we know he had some issues before getting drafted, but people are not ruling that out of the, uh, out of the uh, possi- uh, idea of possibilities. Everyone completely shut down Jason Lock and Forrest tweet when he was the first one to talk about Marcus Peters possibly being traded simply because of his hatred for Kansas City. Well, I, I mean, I, I said this last podcast. That's a silly thing to do, and it looks even sillier now. So, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. Uh, this, this really just does not look good from Kansas City's perspective. I, I definitely think that this was, this was a bad trade at the end of the day, no matter what they're getting in return. As I said, we will continue the discussion on social media. Again, Facebook.com slash Farzin Twitter.com slash Farzin21. And you guys can also email me, Farzin at FarzinVasugian.com. I, I appreciate all of you guys with the discussions on social media. It's really been great the past few months. Let's keep it going. Of course, Kansas City's going to have a busy offseason. So you guys are doing a great job uh, with uh, keeping the social media pages busy. And uh, I've always said I love the interaction. I try my best to interact with everyone possible, uh, even when uh, the discussions become too much. But, hey, that's what we've got to do, especially uh, when a podcast like this. I've always said this is an interactive podcast. I want you guys to always be a part of this and have your voices heard. And we definitely did that on this podcast. So definitely appreciate you guys doing that. We'll continue it on there. Hopefully the Chiefs are getting something. Hopefully they can surprise us at the end of the day. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Spread the word. Talk to you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend.